Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And today our topic is Highland Park football. It is so exciting that our Highland Park Scots are going to state yet again. For the third year in a row. The third year in a row. And listen, I don't know that much about football. I really learned much more about it when I moved here to Texas. I was really surprised when I read the stats because I'm going to be honest with you. I had to look them up Mm -hmm. because I did not realize, first of all, what a big deal it was to go to state three times in a row. It's huge. It is enormous. And I guess there are 18 schools in Texas that have done the same thing. They've won three or more championships in a row. But we're a Division 5A team and 6A is the top. Right. So out of six levels, six divisions, that's pretty high. I mean, it's not the top division, but it's the second top division. And for a town of 34,000 people that we live in, we're almost a small town, a small town of preppy kids. And yet we have (laughs) this championship football team. That's a good way to look at it. You're right. Because in most small towns, they don't have a whole lot else to focus on besides football. And not only that, when you're on the football team, when you're on the Scots, you do have to get good grades. There are other demands made on you. It's not like, you know, they just let everything slide because you're on the football team. You're absolutely right. I also found out that we have several students who've gone on to play in the NFL, which is surprising and impressive. You don't have that in every state. Well, you know, I was always curious because we take it so seriously here and I watch a lot of the football dads, just how intense they are and they're really pushing their sons to be. And I always joke and say, how many actually go on to play in the NFL? And it's actually 13 Highland Park players have gone on to play in the NFL from 1930 till today. Including Matt Stafford of the Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah. A championship quarterback. That's right. And he was the overall first round draft pick in 2009. So that's a really big deal. It's huge. Even though I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I did look it up. (laughs) You sound really good. You've done a great job of educating yourself on it. Well, it's fascinating too, but it is a little surprising that there are only 13 who've gone on to the NFL. So Martha, I have noticed all the cars driving around for the past few years, and they're on my block today, this morning, that say, take state. Yes, everywhere Uh, you go. Yeah. How do you feel? Are you feeling this excitement in the neighborhood? Are you seeing the teepeed houses like I am? (laughs) Yes, it's everywhere. And I just kind of feel like an outsider looking in since I don't have an actual kid that's on the team. So I'm able to look at it from an outsider's perspective and just be excited and go to the game. Really don't have any emotional ties to it per se. But that's why I wanted to talk to a couple of football moms. And today we're bringing in Keely Jurgiven and Natalie Dodge to talk to us about it. That's amazing. We'll get a real perspective from them, an educated perspective. They're right there on the front lines. That's right. I mean, it has to be just so emotional to see your son going out there in basically a barbaric coliseum atmosphere. (laughs) (laughs) And these moms, this is a job for them. Think about it. Yeah, you're right. All the driving and being at every game. And they provide meals at a lot of events. I've heard my neighbors talk about that. So when we get back from the short break, we're going to interview Keely and Natalie. Stay tuned. If you're a fan of the Bubble Lounge, then we have a very special offer for you. Send us a text message to 313131 with the word bubble and join our exclusive community of Park City's moms. Every week we send you a link to the latest episode of the show, but that's not all. If you send a text right now, we will also send you a link to our private online membership website. Our membership site contains tons of helpful recommendations for women in the park cities. So whether you want to find something interesting for the kids, get recommendations for the best services, or just hang out online with other moms like you, our membership site is the perfect place. And best of all, it is free to join. So take out your phone and send a text to 313131. 
with the keyword bubble, that's B-U-B-B-L-E, and join us and your neighbors in the Bubble Lounge. Welcome back from the break. We're so fortunate to be a part of this amazing community here in Highland Park where we have this amazing football program. We have families that are 100% committed to having the best players in the state. We have a community that rallies around the team and supports them and comes out to the games. There's yellow and blue ribbons tied on all the trees in the neighborhood. But what we want to talk about today is what it's like from a mom's point of view, having a son on the football team. And today we're having our first guest in the bubble lounge, Keely Jurgovin and Natalie Dodge, aka Jack Jurgovin and Drew Dodge's moms. So this week is a really big week. You guys are gearing up for the big game. Tell me what's going on. How's everyone preparing for it? Well, it is a big week, and we feel really, really lucky to be where we are going into state. We hoped for it, but wow, to be here the third time is super exciting. It is hard. It's the week with Christmas coming and exams for kids. And so I think everybody is pretty stressed out, too. Yes, I think it's better to have a senior than a junior. When you have a junior, they have finals this week. So that would be very hard. So at least we have seniors, and I think they are not taking their finals. (laughs) That's an excellent point, something I didn't even think about. Wow, what a lot of stress. So, Natalie, what led you to the decision to have your son participate in high school football? Well, he kind of led himself. He started in seventh grade. I think he enjoyed riding the bus to the games and listening to music with his friends and eating a sandwich on the way. And then he got hooked with the middle school coaching was so good. And they're so involved at the high school, too, with kind of scouting out the players that they really encourage them. And when they're younger, they all get to play because there's either an A or a B team or a blue and a gold team. So there's more opportunity as they get older. Everyone is always invited to participate and invited to be on the team. But playing as they get older is a whole nother deal. So he just kind of got into it on his own. So you're saying pretty much anyone can get on the team, but not necessarily play? Yes, there are no cuts. Everyone makes the team. But at what level, it depends on, you know, what grade they're in. When they're freshmen, they are playing on a freshman team and they play other freshman high schools. Okay. As they approach sophomore year, they'll break off into either a blue or gold team. And one of those is a JV team that will practice with our varsity. So there's an opportunity to play at many levels. And then when you reach the varsity, obviously, you're looking at more juniors and seniors who are playing other varsity high schools. Okay. Well, can you guys walk us through the process? What do they do to prepare for the game? How many hours of practice do they have each week? They practice a whole lot. Um, (laughs) They practice 20 hours a week, excluding games. Wow. And they also, they have official practices, and then the guys will sometimes work out on their own. So they'll maybe go lift weights somewhere or work out on their own. And there's a whole lot of preparation. It's a huge time commitment. And when we were just talking about how it's a no-cut sport and everyone can be on the team, that is true. But all of those boys are practicing really, really hard and committing a lot. So it's not easy to be on the team. And they're all doing a ton of work. So I have respect for all of those boys who are on the team. And I think this weekend there'll be about 160 boys suited up. And of course, most of those will not play. And they're all a really important part of the team and the whole process. Right. Well, that sounds like a lot of pressure on the kids, a huge time demand every week. How do they balance schoolwork? How do they fit that in with all the practices and all the games that they're going to? Well, that's hard probably for Keely and I both because both of our boys 
I would say, are high achievers or trying to be high achievers at high school. And, you know, at Highland Park High School, football's not the only thing. Someone told me this when I first had a freshman at high school. At Highland Park, it's cool to be smart, and that's very true. So keeping their grades up, trying to, at our boys' ages, apply to colleges and keeping the resume going, it's not just about football. So they do have to balance, and I've been impressed with how they've been able to do that because they are spending a lot of time with the football program, and they're still trying to go home and study after that for three or four hours. Depends on their load that night. I also have a ninth grade son, and high school is a lot harder than middle school, and he is learning how to juggle all this. I think most kids, unless they're just absolutely extraordinary, have sort of highs and lows in learning how to juggle all this stuff. And I think all the boys have some really, really late nights where they're staying up super late studying. I know Jack had some last week, and it was a really, really hard week with tons of tests and projects and football and little sleep. I think they're learning good life skills about balancing things, but it is a whole lot to manage. Yeah, that sounds like it. How has this affected your family? It can be tough. There can be a lot of pressure. We have three boys, a fourth grader, a ninth grader, and a twelfth grader. And it was Jack's birthday last week on Wednesday, and he turned 18, and it was not the 18th birthday celebration I might have imagined years and years ago. You just didn't have the time for it, it sounds like. No, and we wanted to have his friends over and celebrate for a simple lunch. The seniors don't generally eat at school, and he has a group of friends he has lunch with almost every day, and we wanted to have them over for lunch. And he said, no, he just didn't possibly have time that he was going to eat a sandwich in the cafeteria. And then we said, well, let's do a family dinner. And he said, I don't possibly have time to do that. And we made him dinner that I knew he would like. And we made him come down and sit at the family table. And (laughs) he was so obviously exhausted. So it wasn't what we had thought it would be. But I think as a mom, you just... In these times, you try to keep them well-fed and just keep things as normal as possible and calm at home because that gives them a chance to do what they need to do. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing a lot of time commitments, a lot of pressure, the kids not getting to participate in special events sometimes because of their dedication to football. But I'm sure there's some positive things out of it, too. Like, it sounds like they're building camaraderie and their friendships and work ethic. Tell me about that. Yes, they really are kind of building that team family dynamic. And that comes from their coaching down. They look out for one another on the field. They encourage one another when they're practicing. They encourage one another when they're lifting weights. They have to do that as a team. Even those boys who aren't playing are doing the same workouts that all the boys on the field are doing every week. And so they all really do a good job of encouraging each other and being more like a band of brothers. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that Drew, my son, has enjoyed the most is just the team camaraderie is pretty amazing at Highland Park. I've always heard that. It sounds like it. One thing, and we're all neighbors, but when Martha texted us and asked us if we would talk, I thought, I'm not a big public speaker. And so this is not necessarily something that comes naturally to me. But one reason I kind of thought I'd like to do it is because people should know how great some of the coaches are and that they create a lot of this camaraderie and sense of family. And Jack plays D-line, and I just love all those boys. But I think Coach Leidner, who's the D-line coach, and his wife, Melissa, and their two little boys, Jack and Will, are just such a huge part of this for my son, Jack. And people who live in Highland Park should know what great coaches we have. The Leidners go out to dinner with the D-line every week, two nights before the game. So the night before the game, there's a team dinner. And in the regular season, it's offense and defense. 
the night before that, the Leidners, who are so busy, they both teach in Highland Park. They're both science teachers. She's teaching at MIS, and he teaches at the high school. He's also the faculty mentor for Fellowship for Christian Athletes, and somebody whose son is head of that told me that he puts a tremendous time commitment into that. He's a baseball coach. They live in Irving. They have two very young boys who are kindergarten and preschool. They're super busy, and how they have time to come and have dinner with our boys every week is really extraordinary. So I think people in Highland Park should really know what great coaches we have they're, here. They're very dedicated. They give a lot of time because it's not just during the practices or on the field. They are teaching. That's right. And they are going to all the community events and doing all the things that our boys have to do. They're always there. It's a lot of late nights. So when Keely and I have a mom's lunch every Friday before the game, we have a prayer that's optional that most of us attend as moms. And one of the things we always do is pray over our coaches and their marriages because it's obviously a lot of sacrifice from a coach's perspective and certainly from their partner's perspective of giving that coach to us for so many hours in a day or in a week. So that's been very impressive, I think, at Highland Park. So do your boys plan to pursue football after high school? Are they going to make a career out of it? Jack is not going to make a career out of football, thank God. (laughs) I mean, I know that there are fabulous people in coaching and things like that, but I think it would be really scary to be a mother of a professional football player. Well, it's got to be pretty scary to be one of a high school player. Tell me about the fears that you have every time your son goes into a game. You must be worried about his injuries and things happening to him on the field. Yes, it is. It is really scary. And I think the moms worry about that probably even, well, certainly more than the dads do. As a mom, it is super nerve-wracking. And we all know boys and we're close to their moms. Almost not enjoyable at the game. You're so nervous. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. And I think we like to sit with other parents Uh of football players. And it's really nice to have that camaraderie on Friday lunch with actually the moms have their own lunch and it's open to all the moms in somebody's house and the dads gather. I mean, the dads start gathering at like noon for lunch and then they have a pregame tailgate. But from the mom's side, at least for me, you feel a little on edge and nervous. And it's just nice to be with other moms who understand what you're going through. Sure. But we like to sit with other parents because... You're all going through the same thing together. And we're also really loud. We have cowbells during the playoffs. <laughs> I've seen you guys out there. And if you sit with people, it's amazing the people who come to these games. There are people, when they're at the Star and at AT&T, there are people who come to the games who don't live in the park cities or the town of wherever, you know, the team we're playing. They just want to see really good they football. They just want to come and see football. Uh-huh. So it's better to be around people who don't mind loud cow noise, cowbells. <laughs> we always say we need up. more cowbells. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen all ages. I've seen older people that don't even have kids in the district anymore. They always come out to the game. We sat in front of great uncles last week, and it was really fun. You know, his kids have grown up. But he went to Highland Park, and he loved to be in there. So it's just fun to talk to all those people. Okay. I know that both of you have more than one child, and I'm so curious. How do you balance your attention amongst your kids and try to not focus at all on the football team? Well, I do a really good job of that because <laughs> I never played sports. So my daughter is more like me in that way. I have two kids, Drew and then my daughter, Ellie, and she goes to a private school. She goes to Shelton. And so she's not involved in the sport world at all. So she's more into the arts. So she has a lot of things that she has to practice for and does performing arts at Shelton and choir and musicals. So thankfully, she's kind of oblivious to all the work that Drew's putting into sports. And on game day, she either decides to go or not go, usually not go, but she has to go on Saturday to the (laughs) championship 
But she has her own thing, and that's just because they're older. I know Keely's got younger kids. What grade is Lane in? Lane is in fourth grade, and he is really great friends with Martha's son, Blake. Mm -hmm. They're constantly together. Yes. We live on the same block, so they're always running up and down the block to each other's houses. And it is hard. I have a ninth grade son who also plays football. This year has been fun for him because he gets to be a ball boy, and so he's on the sidelines for all the games. Okay. And it's the last year that he and Jack will be at the same school, and they haven't been at the same schools for a long time. So that's been fun for them. But my fourth grader is not a big football person. And Nor is mine. So, um, yeah, it is challenging. And, you know, there have been some hard moments for him when he's really tired on a Friday night and he doesn't want to go to a football game in Mansfield. So it has been a little challenging. Mm-hmm. He gets drugged to things he might not want to go to. Yes. Yes. Well, if it ever happens, call me and I'm sure he can come hang out with Blake for a while. (laughs) So how do you guys handle it when they win? How do you keep them level-headed and not from getting arrogant? I don't see a whole lot of arrogance in our boys. I think, for example, when they win, the parents are so excited and we're so relieved. And the boys are up early the next morning on Saturday back at practice. Looking at film from the game. (laughs) Analyzing the game. Yes. They work so hard to participate in and then they have to watch it again. They watch the film on the game. They have a practice. They go over what they might have done right or wrong. And then I heard one of the Dallas Morning News interviewed one of our players, Finn Corwin, who's amazing receiver. And he said it best. He said, we do celebrate the wins. And I think as parents, we feel the same way, but we're on to the next week. Mm -hmm. So certainly this week coming up is the biggest and the final. But you can't spend too much time celebrating because they work so hard the next day. So God forbid it happens. What would you do if they lose? How will you handle a loss? I can't believe that in Jack's two years of playing, so he's a senior, they lost the first game Jack was ever in. It was Rockwall, his junior year. And that Uh was the first game that the new team had played after the state championship. And they won 2016. And then the beginning of the 2017 season, they lost that game. But they were 6A. Right. So it didn't count towards district. And we're 5A. We're 5A. So it was an awakening. And I know Jack was really concerned. And as a mom, there's not a whole lot you can do. I don't think, at least my son doesn't like to talk a lot about something like that. And all you can do is just, I went to the grocery store and I made sure he had plenty of food food to eat. (laughs) And we tried to just, you know, talk about other things and kind of keep a good perspective. And he went back to work. These boys work so hard. You know, they're there early Saturday morning. And I just don't, I don't see a lot of arrogance in these boys. There's always somebody who's better than they are. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that maybe keeps them in check. And there are always things they could do better and they're trying to improve. And Coach Allen wouldn't tolerate, if he saw things that he thought were arrogant, I think he would address that. So Coach Allen sounds like a really great influence on the players' lives. He instills values that will take them through the rest of their life. Yeah, we're very blessed that he came back this year and is with us because he's definitely one of the most positive male role models I think our boys could have had at this age. So to get people like our listener in Russia up to speed who might not be familiar with the district and our coach, he was going to retire last year and everyone was devastated. And you guys may know the story better, but how did they get him to come back? We don't really know. We are so grateful and happy. And we were really sad when he had a meeting with the players and announced his retirement last spring. And they were devastated. And 
I think that Jack saw him at the Y and would say, hey, we miss seeing you. So you're and saying it was Jack that no. convinced him to come <laughs> no, back? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I think that, I don't know that this is right, but I'm guessing he did miss that football has been his life and he's built into these boys and he did miss it. But we don't really know what brought about his decision, but we were so happy. Who cares? A few weeks ago. The yes. point is, is he came back. Jack thought. Well, what's interesting is that we. I thought he was going out on top because we had just done the repeat. Uh-huh, um, back to back. Back to state back champions. state champions. And then I thought, well, I guess I could understand why the winningest coach in Texas high school football might retire after a back-to-back. But then he decided, I think, 30 or 40 days later to come back. And here we are, possibly about to three-peat. I don't think anyone expected us to be here and do this. So that's one of the reasons they're not arrogant. They're just so proud of themselves. Right. And that's all because of Coach Allen. That's great. He's an amazing coach, and his knowledge of football is absolutely remarkable. And I think we're the best coach team in Texas. I agree with you. So Keely, you mentioned food a little while ago, which got me thinking, tell me about your grocery bill. I bet it's horrendous with boys in the house. It is. And I shop all the time. (laughs) Every day. I bet you're at the store. And one winter, my mom and dad were visiting and my mom would make these wonderful dinners and she would be putting away leftovers and she'd say, well, we'll have that for lunch tomorrow. And I would laugh to myself and think, we're never going to see that food again because at 10 o'clock at night, our oldest would come down and he'd played football during the day and he would have his second dinner at 10 o'clock and all the leftovers oh, yeah. are gone. You need to be prepared for second dinners. That's a very <laughs> common. After you have dinner, they'll say, a, mom, do you have another dinner? A post dinner. There are two dinners a night, especially during football season. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being here today. Keely Jurgovin and Natalie Dodge. Thank you so much. Go Scots. Go Scots. Thank you. And we'll be back right after this break. Martha and I would like to personally thank all of the fans of the Bubble Lounge podcast. We truly appreciate the feedback people like Sherry and Kathy and so many others have given to us. Your support encourages us week after week to keep the Bubble Lounge podcast going. It is women like you that make our community special. And if you enjoy this show, please help us spread the word on social media. Whether you use Facebook or Nextdoor Instagram, please take a moment and share it with your friends. Your help means a lot to us. So many women in the neighborhood have told us how much they have enjoyed this podcast. And with your help, we can share the show with many more. So Martha, based on what Keely and Natalie said, would you let Blake play football? Well, here's how I would look at it. I would assess how passionate he was about football. If he really was all in and he really wanted it, I would say yes. Now, the part about balancing it with schoolwork really concerns me. I think schoolwork should come first. And these kids are staying up so late studying after football practice, going to school tired. I just don't feel like they're operating on a full tank of gas, if you will. But I would say yes, if he really was passionate about it and he really wanted to do it. What would you do? Would you let Charles play? Well, first off, I think it's a positive thing that they demand high level of education and good grades while you're on the football team. I think that's very important. Definitely. You want your child to be well-rounded, to get into colleges, et cetera. And here's the deal. My son, Charles, was never going to play football. This is not his thing. We arrived in Dallas and did not realize the big draw of Friday Night Lights. I mean, I had seen the show. I was a big fan, but I didn't really understand the importance of football here. I mean, everybody's got a kid who's a cheerleader or a football player. So I initially felt a little bit left out because we weren't a part of that. 
But if my son wanted to be a football player, I would allow him to play. Because if somebody's that passionate about something, then I think you have to let him do it. Just like if he wanted to be an actor, I'd let him do it. Right. I think there are negatives to it and there are positives to it, but they're pushing themselves so hard. There are some dangers with football, but I think Highland Park handles it beautifully and are very aware of taking care of their players. So I would allow him to do it. Well, I just wouldn't want to be the one that was holding him back and he would blame me later in life saying, you're the one, you're the reason I never was a football star. Exactly. And there's, you know, you start in football. If something happened along the way, would you change your mind? Perhaps like maybe his grades dropped or something like that happened. But really, if a kid comes to you and says, I really want to do this, it's hard to turn them down. I agree. So that's our show for today. We hope to see everybody at at and Stadium at 11 a.m. on Saturday. And... Go Scots!